take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. And welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. This is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Synergy. And please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, Jean and I will be talking about reasons why relationships are not easy. And not natural. And not natural. Like it doesn't come natural. Right. Everyone says, you know, shouldn't it just come naturally? Shouldn't your relationship should just click and you don't really have to work hard at it. <laughs> right. I mean, that that's what a lot of people yeah. have said to us. And, mm-hmm. and no, I mean, short answer is no, it, it is work. Yeah. You have to work at it. Unless maybe you just want like a mediocre relationship. Right. The disconnected, <laughs> parallel lives, partnership that isn't really what we're talking about. Right. The relationship well, of your dreams. Yeah. Well, we are going to be giving three reasons mm-hmm. today, three reasons why relationships are not natural. Relationships are not natural. Right. So I, I would I would have to say, I would first, first start out by saying that... But before we go into that, I think you wanted to talk a little bit about something. And, you know, it's on topic with relationships coming naturally or working at them. And, you know, one of the things that we noticed is since we've developed our home study course, we are watching couples change so quickly. Yeah, exponentially. Yeah. To go from a place of pain and frustration, I don't know what to do anymore, Everything we we're doing, we're having the same conversation over and over again. We we're stuck in this rut. To they look like they just took off in a rocket, and they get it because you know what I'm realizing is when we're working couple to couple, there's so much high emotion mm-hmm. that when we're teaching, they can't really ingest it, and they hear it in session, and then it sounds kind of logical sort of simple and they just like get it and they're like aha yes Mm -hmm. and then they leave and they're like what was that concept again and that's why we created the home study course it's all the tools that you need in order to know how to do relationships at that depth yeah relationship 101 is our home study course for couples and it encapsulates over 20 years of education and 
everything that we have learned about relationships and what it takes for a relationship to not only survive, but thrive and what couples need to do in order to continue to grow and evolve. Yeah, we take it from the basics of our structural anatomy of our brains, where men and women are different, and that's part of why communication breaks down. Right, right. And all the way to a spiritual aspect. So it goes through the physical, the emotional, the mental, spiritual. It's... I'm so proud of that work. Absolutely. And so, you know, if you're interested in it, you can just go to couplesynergy.com, click on experiences, relationship 101. It will take you right to the page, you know, talking more about the home study course and how to get it. It's eight modules. It's set up like eight date nights. It's fun and it's really going to change your life. And very insightful. Yeah. It really helps you get to know your partner, get to know yourself, get to know your relationship even better. So what's the first reason that relationships don't come naturally? So I would have to say that relationships today are so much more difficult than before, than generations before. Mm -hmm. And that would be one of the reasons why relationships don't just come naturally because our roles have changed. The expectations have changed for each person within the relationship. Generations ago, you had your set role. Well, generations ago, you belonged to a community. That too, right? Which was teaching you the set role. And everyone had the same roles. Right, and the same upbringing. Because you typically married someone who was the same religion, the same race, and probably lived in the same geographical area. Right. And so you learned that role. And that, and that culture. Yep. Right? No matter where you are, whatever country, whatever state you're in, in that geographical location, there was a culture that was part of that community. And so everything was, you know, homogeneous, and everyone knew what their roles were. And you had a community to support those roles as well. Right. So if you went and spoke with your parents, they would be sent t telling you one thing. If you went and you spoke to your extended family, they would be telling you the same thing. If you went to your pastor or you went to your neighbor. Or your in-laws. Or in-laws, they would be telling you the same thing. It right. was the same message. Mm -hmm. And so it was very standard and... The roles were very parallel. You know, the husbands did certain things and the wives did certain things. And it was very static. And the community did certain things. You know, I remember my grandma changing her hemline every January. What's going to be the hemline at the hem length this year? Was it an inch above the knee, two inches below the knee? And she would have to alter all of her dresses. And she only wore dresses her whole life. And, you know, if, if you look at pictures back then, like the guys had the white short sleeve shirts. Right, which they wore a tie with too. Yeah, and <laughs> dress pants. And, I mean, there's videos of my grandpa at the beach dressed like that. Mm -hmm. He took the tie off. He just had a T-shirt on. But 
still the dress pants and <laughs> oh you you were dressed like that if you were on an airplane too yeah 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 well I, so there nobody was, really yeah. deviated because if you did you'd lose your community and it was very difficult to survive without your community back then right you would be ostracized or shunned or judged or whatever that was so you fell in line and the expectations were across the board, very standard for everyone. Nowadays, relationships are so complex and there isn't this homogeneous expectation within your geographical location. With the dissipation of community, it has really altered and changed the expectations so that it is, it's not very static. Right, it's something that a couple has to create. You know, and I don't think that happiness was really the goal of that generation. It was like put food on the table, be a good person, do the right thing, give back. And now it's, what do I get? And what do I want? And what's going to make me happy? And what can we dream? What can we create? And because of that opportunity... It's very daunting, and I think that's also why anxiety is so much higher. And this is true of people's, uh, the career they choose or, or how they set their lives up. We are, especially since post-COVID, where people are working remotely and we've lost our commute, we've, we've given up some things that weren't really that exciting, the nine-to-five thing, and people have much more flexibility. And with that flexibility... There's, that's not natural. With flexibility comes variety. Yeah. And uncertainty mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And so even within one generation, you can't even look at your parents in the way that they had their relationship and how they structured their relationship. And you can't just replicate that. Right. Because there are more expectations or more obligations that we have to take care of now that even in the past generation didn't have to deal with, right? Let's just talk about technology and, yeah. you know, just, just for one example, you know, last the, the, the past generation, they didn't even have to deal with social media, deal with social media or deal with just this connection with the world mm-hmm. in, in an instant. Right. And nowadays, we have to actually incorporate that. And and in many careers, technology is incorporated in that way. And so now we have these added factors that are embedded, or I should say they, they infect our relationships. And those are considerations that couples now have to worry about too and, and manage, which past generations never had to even think about it. Yeah, I think if someone today went and asked their mother, their mother-in-law, their friends, their coworkers, and if they're part of any religious organization, someone through that, they'd probably get five different answers on whatever the topic was that they were talking about. Whereas before, that would have been consistent. How to raise your kids, how much time to spend together, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of it is opinion because it's their personal life experience, not necessarily what's best. Which means you got to get to know yourself really well. 
Yet you have to really pay attention to how you are evolving as an individual. And then you have to pay attention to how your partner is evolving as an individual and then how the relationship is evolving as well. And because things move so much quicker today, couples have to really maintain that connection on a daily basis. Otherwise, you can become so distant so quickly. And there's so much information out there now. Like I never read a book about how to have a baby. I didn't know what to expect when I was expecting. (laughs) And what I did, because I had siblings that were significantly younger than me. I was 18 Mm -hmm. when my sister was born. So it was just a natural part of life that you learned from being in a family. And now you see people, the first baby they're holding is their baby. Right, right. Like my nephew, Dan. Well, maybe he got to hold his nephew, True, but, right. but well, that was only a couple months ago. Yeah, like the we, first just, baby. we just held yeah. you know, his baby for the first time. Little Patrick, and, cutie. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, I remember I heard you say, what is it now? Is it, are you putting your baby on their back? Do you put them on the front, right? On the side. What's the newest <laughs> thing now? Yeah. Because things are changing. Things are always changing. And you can't look to the previous generation anymore to get that information because there's so much more new things that are that we are aware of now that takes different considerations. And so that's why it's not so natural. That's one, that's one reason. Reason number one. Yes. We were a little verbose about reason number one. But all right, we're going to go to number two. Okay, so with number two, reason number two, we just podcasted Adam Levin, and Adam Levin is a host of his own podcast, What the Hack Podcast, and uh, his episode will be coming out, you know, down the line. But one of the things he was talking about is how much distrust there is in yeah. today's day and age. Mm-hmm. And specifically because there are so many scams. And and he is a scam expert as far as being able to reveal and uncover different scams out there. But he was talking about how the internet has really revealed, not revealed, but has created so much opportunity for people to scam other people. And so because of that, there has been such an increase in distrust. Yeah, there also used to be governing bodies to make sure the news we heard was trustworthy. And you were pretty certain if you were hearing something that it was probably true. And now, absolutely not. It's all opinion. It's little bits of information that get expounded on in ways that are not. There's not good research and there's no governing bodies, especially for uh, social media because they're a private organization. They're, They're not held to the standards that reporters are. And we don't, we lack certainty. When we talk about those roles that people had with community, we had something else. It was called etiquette. And honor. And honor. And when you walked in a room, you knew you were supposed to greet someone, shake their hand, look in their eye. There's a whole etiquette to it. You know what etiquette looks like now? Uh, Is my video working? Can, yeah. can you, can, can you, can you hear, hear me? me? Can you hear, can you hear me? me? Uh, 
And we meet people that way because we're interviewing them on our podcast. And you have all that awkward stuff in the beginning. And, you know, you don't have to dress up. You don't have to. Well, at least not your lower half. I mean, you can you can be dressed <laughs> in the, yeah, on the top half. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, so there's so much. Yeah. Di- there's so much uncertainty. There's so much casualness or however it's being done now. Where it's not like, you know, I, I remember you telling me that. If someone says, please pass the salt, you do the salt and the pepper. When is the last time you had dinner with someone and they said that to you? Uh, even, I mean, especially with COVID yeah. and post-COVID, mm-hmm. COVID has eradicated the normal greetings that we used to have. You, you would shake someone's hand. You, you, don't, you don't shake someone's hand anymore right? because, oh my gosh, where's my hand sanitizer? Yeah. You, you don't hug people. There's this natural six feet of distance that we have been, it's been ingrained in us now. And so we are starting from ground zero here of trying to build relationships, but with this cloud of distrust that is, that has permeated throughout our Mm -hmm. entire society. Adam Levin was, was, he had mentioned that Ronald Reagan once said, trust, but verify. Well, nowadays it's verify first and verify again before trusting. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine, I mean, with, with catfishing and people scamming people out of money, you know, people from across seas trying to get money from people and pulling on their heartstrings. Starting a relationship, you are starting it from a place of not trusting. And the majority of people in this country are children of divorced families. So you also watched your parents go through. Right. Getting hurt. Probably something ugly because we have seen very few healthy divorces. We've seen some. Yeah. yeah. But the once once you give up to another person like a judge or attorneys, the power to choose things in your life, like when you're going to see your children and how much money you have to give people, that breeds a lot of distrust, Mm. a lot of distrust. And so if that was your role model, how do you, how do you model your relationship? And, you know, now we did that episode on prenups and people are going into marriage much more with caution and not love and like that hope and that desire to really bond and share with another person. And then of course you grew up in different houses and it gets scary and painful. Well, it, it all relationships mm-hmm. get scary and get painful. But if you're starting off with that distrust, you're starting off with, you have to prove yourself to me before I'm going to open up and become vulnerable with you. Then it is, you can see how guarded a relationship will be and how it would take a lot in order to drop that guard and really start to create something from a place of honesty. And it used to be, you know, when you were in in smaller communities, if you went to the grocery store, you saw people that you knew, your neighbors, people you went to school with, people you dated. Now it's so big. I don't even see anyone I know at a grocery store in the town we live in. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 
It's very rare to just sort of bump into somebody where that used to happen all the time. I remember my parents, anywhere they went, they knew somebody. And we don't have that anymore. So we've increased this cancel culture kind of thing. And so if someone hurts you, you don't work through it anymore. No, you just, you cut them out. Just cut them out. And that's a really unhealthy way for us to be. And I was hearing some, uh, I don't know if it was real news or fake news. It was probably an opinion, but probably true that we don't need each other anymore. No, no. And so because we don't need each other, we can just walk away. And not work on building that relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Or building a community. Yep. We have Alexa to give us all the information that we need. need. (laughs) Including how to be in a relationship. (laughs) I was just thinking that, you know, those people out there that have Alexas, all that they, and they're Alexa, listening to the podcast. Play couple synergy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's uh, it's just a different world. Yeah. But yeah, that's number two, right? Number two, number two reason why relationships just don't come naturally is because there's distrust now, mm-hmm. and so much of it, and we have to work through that. We have to work hard. We don't have an honor code anymore. To become vulnerable with someone that we are starting a relationship with. And as a relationship develops and hurt does come into the picture, it's inevitable, working really hard to not put up that distrust wall and start to work through that pain, that's a really difficult thing to do. Yes, it is. Thank you, honey. (laughs) (laughs) And reason number three. Reason number three, because a relationship is something that's living, it can't just exist without being nurtured and fed. Even if you are planting plants, right, in a natural environment, they can't sustain themselves if there's any changes in the environment. So if there's a drought, they need to be watered. If there is... Uh, temperature changes that are extreme, they need to be wrapped. And so even though they're part of nature, they also need help and support in their ability to grow and become strong and be sustainable. And so a relationship is no different. It's It's a living thing that if you don't invest time, energy, and emotion and vulnerability into, it won't thrive. It won't grow. You know, I was just thinking about your example there and, you know, people might say, well, you know, plants have been existing forever and we just do the same thing. But that's not true because in this ever-changing climate, plants are needing to evolve also. You know what what plants thrive? Weeds. Yeah, yeah. No, they're <laughs> they're really good at that. The definition of a weed is a plant that you don't want growing somewhere you don't want it to grow. So someone might call they're pretty a dandelion a weed and someone might call that a pretty flower. But it's typically that. And they're mo- they're much more invasive and they multiply and they thrive in more extreme conditions. 
So yeah, that's what's out there. I, I would define it as a plant that I'm allergic to. <laughs> yes, you would. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, with these, with the changing environment, changing climate, changing temperatures, changing water sources, mm -hmm. the plants have to change too, and they have to adapt to the new environment. And that's why relationships are not just naturally going to happen. It's something that has to evolve and change with the changing environment. And we have had a lot of change happen in our environment just recently. Yeah. One thing that I'm thinking about when we hike and we are up in the mountains and we come across a strawberry bush or a raspberry, mm. they're very, very tiny. Yes. They're like the size of a pea. But the ones that we cultivate, the ones that we fertilize, the ones that we temperature control and light control or put it in a, a nicer garden, those are huge. I think that should be the picture for this podcast is a picture of one of those little tiny ones so people could see it. Uh, we'll post a picture on Couple Synergy. Facebook page of a little us holding one of those little tiny stra strawberries or raspberries, which are very flavorful and yummy by the way, but they're very tiny. And so I think also a relationship is going to stay pretty small if it doesn't evolve, if it doesn't get fed and nurtured and learn new things and do new things together so you can grow together and have those experiences. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things you also were alluding to was the impact of stress, right? Yes. Stress, uh -huh. pressure, um, difficult times, difficult challenges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the challenges and the stress that people face today are different than in the past. Yes. And because the stressors today are different, couples have to learn how to adapt to them differently. And it takes different skills to be able to to do deal with that. You just think about the leading family structure in the United States is the blended family. That didn't exist not not prevalently, mm -hmm. you know, decades ago. Now, because this is a new structure, new family structure, there are different considerations, there are different stressors, uh, different skills that parents have to learn mm -hmm. step parents have to learn and even the kids they have to learn and so because of that relationships are not just naturally going to happen right they, they need to evolve and and grow and and learn new things and again if we go back to technology technology moves much faster than human being so if you are out in your yard and you're maybe you're working on washing your car or gardening or something and your partner says hey can you come and check this thing out you'd be like sure and you go check it out and you go back and guess what your garden's still there your car's still there but if you're watching tv and your partner says hey can you come and check this out and you turn away for a minute the tv keeps going and you have this anxiety around it, like, oh, where did it go? Like, I, I, what did I miss? And that's like 
this big increase of anxiety and depression that's almost across the board because we're not designed to process all that stuff. And it's really interesting if you allow yourself to have an electronic free day, you will be surprised at how slowly time moves and how much more of that time you have to do things. And we've lost something that is really, really important. And we've talked about this before. We've lost boredom. Yeah, boredom. Hashtag get bored together. Yeah, because when we're bored, we start creating and we look for something to do. And, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't have air conditioning. And so everyone played outside. And now because we are so climate controlled, we could stay in our little boxes and not have contact with other human beings, which we proved <laughs> during quarantine for a very long period of time, which is not really satisfying for us. It's not healthy for us. And it doesn't allow us to have that life that feels purposeful and whole and connected and rich. Well, I was just talking to a client last week and he is really stressed out because they have a family vacation coming up for spring break and he is trying to get all of his work done before leaving, right? right. Vacations aren't really vacations because you have to work twice as hard before you leave and then you have to work twice as hard when you get back to catch up. So he's working twice as hard and what he's finding himself doing is after work, which is later, he goes in, on uh, online and plays games. And so he, he says that that's how he de-stresses. I said, well, no, that you're not de-stressing. Right. You're actually keeping yourself ramped up, mm -hmm. you know, versus being in silence, being in calmness. Reading a book. Reading a book. Talking to other people. Just sitting outside. Sitting outside. Listening to, you know, the coyotes in the distance or looking at the moon. You know, I, I would like to challenge everyone to spend at least 30 minutes outdoors doing nothing for the next 30 days. And the weather's getting nicer, but even if it's not, bundle up. And you will be amazed at how much better you feel in your mental health. Well, besides the impromptu challenge yeah. that was just given out there, you know, I was going to say that he is trying to deal with stress by getting more and more plugged in to technology and the things that actually make us more stressed. And it is so important for couples nowadays because of the increase in stress, because of the, the quickness, quickness, is that really the word I'm looking for? The, um, the speed, there we go. The speed of stress mm -hmm. because of technology, the speed of it coming at us, it takes work for couples to say, we need to carve out time here. We have to really make this time our own so that we can start to calm down and relax and reconnect. And that is so hard for couples to do. Right. They all say, well, we watch our shows together. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's not the same thing. That's like people who smoke saying they're going to go have a cigarette to calm down when smoking is actually a stimulant. But what it does is it overstimulates you and then your natural shutting down happens. And the same thing is happening with technology. 
that overstressed. Yeah, the the parasympathetic Mm -hmm. nervous system, you know, that response that we need in order to start to relax and calm down, which when people don't do that, when they don't stop and move at the pace of a human being, that's where they are finding themselves not able to sleep. Right. That's where they find themselves having high blood pressure and drinking a lot more, drinking a lot more, just using any vice a lot more Mm -hmm. as a distraction and having headaches, migraine headaches and digestion issues. It is just very pervasive. Mm -hmm. And over time, obviously it, it can be very toxic. Yeah. So those are the three reasons why relationships don't just come naturally and why today, in today's day and age, it is so important for couples to do the work in order to have a healthy and happy relationship. Yep. And you can have a relationship, but if you want to be more happy and healthy, then... uh then check out Relationship 101. Yeah, <laughs> and don't think it's all natural. Right. You know, as human beings, we naturally want things that are not so good for us. And if you don't believe me, go let a five-year-old eat whatever they want and go to bed whenever they want. And so we do need that structure and discipline in order to grow. So we want to thank you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships in this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs, such as Relationship 101, our home study course, and our new home study course for couples that have been together less than five years, called Synergy from the Start, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.